from MPB Think Radio, this is Creature Comforts, the show all about you and your animals and the animals around you. I'm Liz Gill, here with Dr. Troy Major, veterinarian at the Animal Medical Center in Jackson. Today's an all-pet day on Creature Comforts, so the doors to the pet hospital are wide open. We hope all your pet questions will take them from the big to the small. Do you have a cat or dog at home? Do you have both? Or maybe you have questions about getting an exotic pet like a rabbit or a snake or a ferret. Don't hesitate to join the conversation by phone or email. Also, if you have any general wildlife experiences, please call and share. You can join our conversation this morning by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464 or send an email to animals at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. From MPB Think Radio, this is Creature Comforts, the show all about the animal, your animals and the animals around you. I'm Liz Gill, here with Dr. Troy Major, veterinarian at the Animal Medical Center in Jackson. Libby Hartfield, retired director of the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science, and our regular host, Kevin Farrell, are out this week. But so today is an all-pet day on Creature Comforts. The doors to the pet hospital are wide open, and we welcome all your pet questions from the big to the small. Do you have a cat or a dog at home? Do you have both? I have a dog. Or maybe you have questions about getting an exotic pet like a rabbit, a snake, or a ferret. I don't. (laughs) Don't hesitate to join the conversation by phone or email. Also, if you have any general wildlife experiences, please do call and share. We love to hear about those. You can join our conversation this morning by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. Don't forget the 1 and don't forget the 877-672-7464. Or you can send us an email animals at mpbonline.org. And remember, if you happen to miss Creature Comforts uh, today, it repeats Saturday mornings at 6. Good morning, Dr. Major. Good morning. How are you doing? I am doing pretty good, although um, the weather, there's so much to unpack with the weather for pets, and my dog has now decided she doesn't like thunder. Yes, I can. I can certainly understand, <laughs> understand that we have uh, issues, uh, and I think you know it's, it seems like some develop this tendency over time to be more afraid of thunder, and I think it has a lot to do with the, the changes in barometric pressure. Uh, they're very sensitive to that, and quite often. Uh, a dog especially can anticipate something bad weather coming that we may not even be aware of. Well, it started New Year's Eve hmm. with the fireworks. Okay. She had been fine. She's going to be three in May. And she had been fine uh, with regular noises until New Year's Eve. Then the fireworks happened and she started cowering in the corner. Right. Uh, then uh, we, when we had some thunderstorms in January and February and March, she started cowering in the corner. And then uh, lately, uh, one time, my husband, we live on the edge of the Pearl, and someone had a gun and shot, bang, bang, bang. 
Well, my husband was on the other end of the leash, and they ran home. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, certainly uh, that was a shared fear uh, at that point. Uh, we do see, though, quite a bit of uh, anxiety during the seasonal-type situations with uh, fireworks, Fourth uh, of July, uh, New Year's, uh, other times as well. And especially right now, we're in our, I guess, stormy season, which may last all year. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we do have certain uh, dogs, especially, that have problems with that. Cats seem to be able to handle it pretty well. They'll go hide somewhere if they're upset or anticipate some problems. But our dogs, you know, it's something to see a 40-pound dog just shaking like a leaf, and a lot of them will. There's some things that you can do. Um, most of us now have heard of the thunder shirt or right. swaddling type uh, uh, suit that, or vest, I guess, that you can put on your dog. And that helps in some cases. One of the keys to that is not to leave it on all the time. Um, at some point, um, they would get, what shall I say, immune to it or at least would lose its effect. That does help in a lot of cases. A lot of times you're not going to be at home, though, to, to right. do that. Uh, there's some medications that can be used. Uh, uh, you have to be careful with those, but at the same time, they seem to help. There's also a, a pheromone-type collar uh, that you can use for cats and dogs that has a calming effect. Uh, apparently, it releases um, a maternal-type pheromone that has a calming effect and may help in some of these cases where uh, your animals are excited or even aggressive sometimes, it, it will help calm them. Well, that's interesting. I, I hadn't heard about the pheromones. Uh, the dog we have now uh, is not the same type of dog we've had before. We've had pointers and retrievers, which I think of as gun dogs. Do do hunting dogs, is it the sound or the pressure are they as afraid of the thunder as other dogs might be? It depends on the dog. We have uh, hunting dogs that that don't uh, make it as hunting dogs because they can't stand uh, loud noises. So if you're using a, a gun when you're hunting, uh, some of these dogs simply do not tolerate that well. Uh, I would say that it varies from breed to breed. Uh and to tell you that there's one particular breed that is more sensitive to sound and more sensitive to uh, the thunder, uh, that would be hard to say. All right. Well, we have a call. Let's go ahead, and I'm going to pull up Kay from Clarksdale. Kay, we're so glad that you called in to Creature Comforts. You're on the air. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, I have a problem. I took my dog to the vet yesterday because she wasn't feeling good. And his verdict was she was eating too many bugs. How okay. do you get an outside country dog not to dig in the dirt and not to eat bugs? Well, I hope your vet has some better suggestions than I will have. But uh, I, I would have to say that that's going to be a tough one to, to break, and especially during uh, this time of year when we seem to have a plethora of insects and bugs. What what type of bugs does she go for? Is there particular? Well, at the at the moment, she's eating ladybugs because they're swarming. Yes, but well, that that should be fairly she likes short. To dig. I hope so. Yeah. 
and she just likes to dig. Right. I, I would say it's going to be a difficult thing. I had a cat. We had an outbreak of whatever you want to say, the giant water bugs one year. And these are things that are about an inch and a half long, and the cats were enjoying it. They were sitting there munching on these uh, water bugs. And I don't think it did any harm to them, but, yes, if they overindulged, I could see how it could cause some problems. Well, her uh, tummy was upset, so we gave her a right. shot, and then I have pills for four okay, days to right. give her. Well, hopefully that will, um, what shall I say, that will end soon as far as the uh, uh, the outbreak or the what did you call that? A swarm, I guess, of ladybugs. Yeah, I mean uh, they're just they're just all over. Right. Yeah, they're migrating right now. Well, usually they're in my house when they do that. Uh, it seems like that sometimes you have an outbreak and you have, for some reason, they uh, bloom in the house. I think that's probably the right word. Anyway, well, good yes, luck to you. They're blossoming all over. Right. <laughs> good luck okay. to you. I I would say that overindulgence in most anything can be harmful. So okay. have a, she may need a shrink. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> best of luck to you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Kay, for calling in. And if you have a question about your pet, it's an all-pet day. We would love for you to join our conversation. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can also send us an email, animals at mpbonline.org. We'd love to hear about your experiences with nature. And what's going on at the clinic right now, Dr. Major? We're kind of faced with the typical seasonal uh, issues that we see. Uh, We still see a lot of dog fights, uh, and one of the precipitating things for dog fights, even among housemates would be if a female is in heat and you have male dogs, uh, certainly that can be a problem. If they're outside, sometimes they get into fights and are even injured uh, when they're having having these type situation. But in general, we're dealing with puppies. Uh, the puppies are that we see are generally fairly young now, somewhere between 6 and 12 weeks of age. Uh, they've been born... Uh, Usually, I guess you would say in late January or February, and uh, it's, that's more of a seasonal thing. So, one of the things that we need to be aware of that if you get a puppy, uh, definitely needs to be checked out by your vet. Uh, uh, shots should be given, uh, vaccinations, if you will. Uh, we still see a lot of distemper and parvo, primarily parvovirus, which can be fatal. Uh, and these things are uh, very, what should I say, very important with uh, maintaining the health of the puppy. Also, intestinal worms, don't like to talk about them much, I guess, on the radio. But, you know, these things uh, can be quite harmful. You have hookworms, roundworms, uh, other types of worms as well. And puppies need to be uh, adequately protected from that standpoint. So we're seeing a lot of that. And then... Some of the seasonal allergies, we see allergies really all year round um, with our dogs. But um, some of these seasonal allergies, just like we have, are beginning to crop up. Well, you talked about dog fights. I have a, I have a scar on my thumb where I got in the middle of a dog right. fight 30 years ago. Um, I guess later I was told, pour a bucket of water on them. 
Don't step in the middle of it. That's a real, uh, real hazard. And certainly when you're uh, maybe have your dog and a stray dog or some dog comes up and gets in a fight with it, certainly that's a problem. You don't want to get bitten, but you don't want your dog to be hurt either. So a lot of times you don't have ample opportunity uh, to go get a bucket of water to break it up. Well, we were in the but, kitchen. <laughs> but uh, I, one of the things that we did have that was pretty distressing was, uh, and this was just really trying to break up the fight. Uh, they used some type of cleaner uh, that was readily available. It probably happened in the kitchen as well. And uh, actually got into this dog's eye and caused some ulceration and injury to the eye. So be careful with that. And... Uh, don't get bitten if you can help it. All right. Well, we are going to be taking your phone calls when we come back from the break. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can also send us an email, animals at mpbonline.org. It's a pet day for Dr. Major, and we hope that you'll call in and share your questions and comments. This is Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. Traveling through Oxford or Tupelo, stuck in traffic in Jackson or Meridian, or cruising along the coast in Biloxi or Ocean Springs, MPB goes with listeners wherever they go. Your company's message can go along, too. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. You're listening to Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. We're back on Creature Comforts. I'm Liz Gill here with Dr. Troy Major, and today we're taking your pet questions. It's all about and all other brushes with nature. We'd love for you to join our conversation with a question or a comment. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. We'll go ahead. We've got some phone calls to go, Dr. Major. Let's hear what Bill from Macomb has to say. Bill, we're so glad that you've called in to Creature Comforts. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I have a, a one-year-old Shapu. weighs about maybe 15 pounds. And uh, he's licking a bike net at his bottom quite frequently. Okay. It's Really ir- irritating. Sounds like allergies or something to me. Right? Whatever. Is he uh, lo- <clears throat> losing hair there where he's chewing it or biting? No, I just... looked and looked. Right. He'll he'll mat he'll mat hair on okay. his tail when he right. around in. I understand. Uh, the things you think about, I guess I would think about automatically. You, if you don't have any fleas, they tend to congregate in the rear area. Uh, and that might be an issue, so double-check and be sure there are no fleas. Dogs have anal sacs or anal glands is a common use as far as um, usage as far as talking about them, and those glands can become either impacted or uh, cause irritation. So it might be wise if they haven't been checked to have those glands actually checked and expressed. You can actually 
uh, when I say expressed, you can actually cause them to secrete the material that's there, and uh, that may be the solution to the problem. The other thing would be intestinal parasites, sometimes tapeworms uh, will, uh, I hate to use the word crawl out because they don't crawl, but will move out around the rectum and can cause some irritation. So I suspect anal glands might be the most probable cause. So if you would uh, have this dog checked out, uh, that'd be good. Okay. Okay. Thank you a lot, sir. You're welcome. Thank you. Bill, we're so glad you called in. Now we're going to move on to Heather in Flowood. Heather, we're so glad you called in to Creature Comforts. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hi. Okay. Uh, I have a little mutt dog. She, we think she's part dachshund because she's kind of long and got stumpy legs. But, you know, she's a shelter dog about four years old. She does have seasonal allergies that we give her Zyrtec. But we've also noticed when she gets really excited, like if somebody that she knows and likes comes over to our house, or when we take her on a walk and she's exposed to different allergens, she seems to kind of wheeze and hack almost like a person having an asthma attack. And it sounds strange to say, you know, can a dog have asthma? But that's the only thing it can seem like to me. So is this something that, I mean, can dogs have asthma? How could we treat this? Is it something I need to worry about? Does this pass? I mean, does she do this and then uh, a minute later she's okay? When people come over, she'll do it for a minute, and she's okay. When we take her on walks, um, especially if we're in a park or, you know, outside of her usual environment, like she's okay running around in our backyard, but if we get her out of what she's used to, she will weed most of the walk. Okay. You yeah. know, that, that that part is abnormal if she's continuing to wheeze for uh, a long period of time. Some dogs will literally... Uh, do this when they get excited. Uh, sometimes they'll do it when they're drinking water or eating, uh, and then we'll actually extend the neck out, uh, head and neck out, and I call it a reverse sneeze, uh, which is not true, but they will try to clear their throat. Uh, in this case, it does sound like there's something going on with her lungs, possibly. You know, if she's okay in your backyard, but then uh, on a walk, she starts doing this. I'd be concerned about possible trachea collapse. How big okay. is she? How big is she? About thirty pounds. Okay, so she's a pretty good sized dog, mm-hmm. and she's free of heartworms. Yes, she's okay. medicated for heartworm inflammation. Okay, that's great, and that's something I try to remind everybody that uh, when we're on the air, that yes, dogs need to be on heartworm preventive year round and need to be checked at least once a year as well. I think, you know, it's possible it could be asthma, but it'd be fairly rare. I think you need to get her in if you haven't, uh, get her into your vet and uh, have this checked out, okay? Okay, sounds good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Heather, for calling in. If you have a question for Dr. Major about your pet, we'd love for you to contribute to the show. Our number is one. 877-MPB-RING, MPB-RING. that's 1-877-672-7464. You could also send us an email. Our address is animals at mpbonline.org. And next we've got Sally in Madison who's joining the show. Sally, thanks so much for calling into Creature Comforts. You're on the air. Thank you. 
uh, our cat has recently started sneezing. Uh, just since the pollen seemed to get so bad, she's very active. She doesn't act like she's sick. Her nose is cold. And I just wondered, do cats have allergies, and what should we do? Yes. Uh, okay. Sally, it's uh, what kind of cat? What kind of cat is she? She's a calico. She's calico, just a. Uh huh, and very small. She's only but about six pounds. What what we would call a domestic short hair. I think that probably yes. would probably fit her. And calicos are special. Uh, we've I've seen some calicos that that had a temper. But uh, in general, they're they're excellent, and uh, of course, color should not <clears throat> dictate the personality of a cat. But I think we kind of associate that sometimes. Well, yes, we she say can. She's more like a dog than she is okay. a cat in terms of being friendly. Yes, she can have an allergy. Now, one question I would have: Does she have any nasal discharge? Um, no. Okay. Not at all. So this would appear to be probably an allergy as much as anything. Um, does she go outside at all? No. Okay. Okay. Indoors. You know, certainly uh, antihistamine probably could help, uh, and certainly the liquid Benadryl, you could give a small amount of that uh, to her. When I say a small amount, if she's five to six pounds, mm-hmm. uh, probably no more than a quarter to a half of a teaspoon of the pediatric Benadryl. Okay. However, cats don't usually like the way it tastes, so you might have a fight on your hands after the second time. Uh, If it persists and gets worse or if you notice that she's feeling bad, uh, I would say that uh, you need to see your vet. The sneezing, though, is something that's new, and it probably does uh, revolve around increased pollen. Even though she's inside a cat, uh, certainly I can understand that, so... I, it probably will pass without doing anything, uh, but if it gets worse or she seems to get sick, uh, certainly get her into your vet. Thank you, Dr. Major. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Sally. And this is a popular, popular pet day. So if you have a pet question and you're thinking about if you want to call in, you better call in because our lines fill up fast. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one or send us an email at animals at mpbonline.org. Let's go up to north central Mississippi to Loxahoma. Joe, we're so glad that you've called in to Creature Comforts. Uh, You're on the air. Go ahead. How you doing? We're great. How about you? All right, all right. I would just want to ask a question. I have a pit bull. She's probably about nine years old. And I noticed not too long ago she formed like a little small knot or something, but now it got bigger. It's kind of hanging like, I say, a cyst or whatever. And I really don't want to take her to no big rant because they ain't too fond of pit bulls, you know. Oh, now, she's a good dog, isn't she? Yes, she is, yeah. but she, I have to be with her, I'm going to be honest okay. with you. I have to be with her. Well, she's, and, it's, uh, not, it's not just pit bulls. We have to be careful sometime, and I understand that. You're a long ways from, from my clinic, so hopefully you can find somebody there. But where where is this located? That, it's like on her left upper hip, right at the top of her tail, like right. Right. Is How close to the base of the tail is it? Uh, probably about an inch. Okay, so it's not it's not right at the tail. Uh, these dogs and a lot of dogs will have what's called a caseous cyst. 
Uh, when okay. I say caziest, if it was lanced, it would look like cheese. Uh, right. Which is hard to I hate to describe everything by food, <laughs> by food. But yes, it looks like kind of a cream cheese. Uh, I have a, a large dog. She's ninety five pounds, and uh, she has a cyst on her back that I haven't taken care of yet, which I should, and I'm sure that it is the same type thing. On the other hand, it would be wise to have this checked out because, especially at her age. She could have, you know, it could be a tumor. So I, I would say, uh, whoever you can find that will look at her, uh, I would say that that would be important because if you let it go and you indicated that it's gotten bigger, uh, I, I would say that rather than let it go and possibly metastasize, if it was a cancer or a tumor, uh, better to have it looked at. I, I will do this. Ho- ho- hopefully, hopefully it's one of those casius cysts that can be taken care of without too much problem. Good luck okay. to you. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you. Thank you all, sir. All right, and before we t- go on a break, let's take one more call. We're going to go to the Delta for AJ. AJ, we're so glad you called into Creature Comfort. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, good morning to y'all. Thanks for taking my call. Dr. Major, <clears throat> I listened a moment ago as you talked with a caller about um, the, the biting of the rear near the rectum. Right. I have an Irish setter, and uh, I have the same problem. I, I have expressed his gland several times in the last four years that I've owned him. Right. This last week, I, I, I took him to the vet, and they were expressed. One side was particularly full. The other was as much so. Um, and he was examined, and, and there, there was just no explanation. But he's right. just still... Within 24, 48 hours, he's just back at it again, and I mean hard periodic. Right, right. So, and and I, I get I give him Brevecta every ninety days. Right. Um, we have never had a flea problem. Um, I just am bumfuzzled as to what may cause this. Yes, but uh, he was examined then, and there was no indication of any type of uh, cyst or growth involving the anal gland. Right, the vet, not a not a right. tech, but the vet examined him. Right. We also did a stool sample and, and we checked for worms. He right. was negative there. Um, it, it's yeah. just it's almost like it's just a bad habit that I can't seem to get him out right. of. A couple of things to think about, and uh, it doesn't sound like he's got a constant anal gland problem, but a lot of times this licking does get to be a habit, uh, and especially licking that rear area there. Uh, somebody brought me a video yesterday of a they have more than one dog, and the other dog was licking back there. So that's pretty gross, obviously. But uh, there's some things that you might be able to do. Uh, talk to your vet about maybe using a round of Apoquil, which uh, actually helps with the itching. Uh, Could you spell that for me, please? A-P-O. Q-U-E-L, Apoquil. Uh, it's a non-steroidal, uh, non-steroidal type product, but it does pretty much the same things a steroid would be, and you could use a steroid as well. Uh, I'm just thinking of something that might break the habit, uh, right. and uh, that really gets to be a problem. Habits. Uh, sure. And uh, my, my big dog, she's white, and if she licks too much back there or on her foot, she turns red, you know, where she's because saliva will turn. Uh, and with an Irish setter, you don't have that problem. 
but uh, certainly licking can be a habit. Uh, does this dog get plenty of exercise and everything? Always. Okay, always. that's yeah, good. He's outside a good bit, and I bicycle two miles in the morning, two miles in the afternoon, running free. Well, good, for, good, good for you, too. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, good luck but, with that. Talk to your vet and see if there's something he might suggest. Apoquil is one of the things that has very little side effects, and I think it might help. Take is care. There possi- one more question. Is yes. there a possibility that Benadryl might help? Benadryl does help in some cases. Remember that Benadryl in people as well as dogs only lasts about eight hours. So if you're going to dose with Benadryl, you probably need to do it three times a day. You could try that as a trial. Okay. Would that affect his temperament? I've given that to him. I've given Benadryl to him for the last four or five days, and he seems to be much milder. He seems to be more more mellowed out than he was in the past. Right. A lot of times they do get sleepy with it or mellowed out. Okay. Good luck to you. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, AJ. If you have a question, when we come back from the break, we would love to hear from you. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. We'll also take your emails, animals at mpbonline.org. Here's a fun little quiz for you to play with us. What percentage of U.S. household own pets? Is it 48, 58, or 68% of households? We'll have the correct answer when we come back from the break. This is Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org underwriting for more information. You're listening to Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. We're so glad that you've joined us for Creature Comforts. I'm Liz here with Dr. Troy Major, veterinarian at the Animal Medical Clinic in Jackson. Libby and Kevin are out today on this spring break, and it's a pet day. We're looking for your pet questions. So if you'd like to join our conversation, please give us a call. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-672. 7464. And we've got some calls on the line. We're going to go to Anna in Oxford. Anna, we're so glad that you called in today. You're on the air. Go ahead. Okay. Um, my dog had this similar problem of um, anal glands and everything else. And we, had, we constantly were having her um, expressed. Um, but then the smell just didn't go away. And uh, so the vet uh, gave us... Um, Ketoconazole tabs and had two um, series of those and it still didn't clear up. She had a yeast infection and uh, she was actually literally um, pulling a fur out. And um, finally, um, she had a uh, a series of turbinophene and that seems to have cleared it up. And finally... Everything except maybe just a little patch on her tail, which 
was denuded. (laughs) Everything else is back together. But um, I guess with all this wet weather and um, walking in the grass and things like that, somehow the yeast infection um, just just grew and grew and grew, and she constantly was um, licking her rear end, and it was just becoming not only embarrassing, but the smell. You, sure. you wouldn't even have a on your lap, you know. <laughs> right. Were her feet affected as well? Uh, well, she would constantly lick her paws, yes. Okay. yes. And the vet recommended using um, a baby wipes to wipe her paws every time she came in right. from outside. Right. Well, this is all good advice, and uh, it sounds like there was a generalized problem, really, with this, which the yeast uh, that's very common, and, and the fact that it's been damp and wet has added, but also the licking uh, provides an ideal, uh, what shall I say, media for the yeast well, to it proliferate. It around, yes. I would imagine. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, thanks for your call. Those are good good points. And yeah, I'm glad but the, the, the yeast, I didn't realize that yeast would smell. <laughs> yes, but ma'am. It yeah. was actually uh, just nasty. Can you describe that smell for me? That's <sighs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, like rotting garbage. <laughs> it's, it smells. It smells pretty bad. I, I was kind yeah, of joking yeah. in a way, but, but yeah. She, she, yeah. She's a um, a stray, yes, and um, she looks like a cross between a uh, well, I don't know a spaniel and um, uh, maybe a coonhound, but her legs didn't grow. So okay. <laughs> she's well. but she's a very loving dog, and um, we hated to see her in such yes. distress. Well, and I'm glad she's better, and thank you for your call. Okay. okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, Anna. We appreciate you calling in and being a part of our show. Next, we're going to go on to Robert in Florence. Robert, thanks for calling in to Creature Comforts. You're on the air. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my son had two dogs. One of them, the, they're both mountain curs. The dad is full-blood mountain cur. The other one is a crossbreed with something. But they've been together for the, the young dog is about two years old. Uh, and uh, they got in a fight, a very serious fight Right. this past week. Uh, the younger dog, I don't know if he lost his collar because he was in a wire, uh, electric wire thing, and he left. And... Uh, we're trying to find him. Hadn't found him yet. Uh, but if we get him back, would it be advisable to put him back in there with the other dog? Had they fought before? Uh, not like that. Right. You know, there may be some dominance issues. You know, I this, that's what it is. This you know? younger dog may be trying to yeah, he, uh, exert dominance over the other one. It's very difficult with that to to, to resolve that issue. Uh I would say that uh, if there's any way to keep them separate, you probably would be better off. Yeah. Uh, there may be some suggestions from people that have that. We see a lot of dogs that are housemates, if you will, right. uh, or yard mates, that they actually, for some reason or another, they will have problems. And sometimes the fights revolve around food. Yeah. Uh, so I would se- definitely feed them separately. Uh and also, in a lot of cases, it involves jealousy. Yeah. Uh, dogs are jealous a lot of times. Right, where you yeah, pet one, yeah. the other one really goes ballistic. So best of luck with that, but it may be a difficult thing to get them back together. Right, that's what I was afraid of. Cause, yes. You know, if they got that, that's serious. I mean, they, cut, they, they, each, they drew blood. You know, they they right. were bad. <laughs> I understand. 
Right. Well, good luck to you, and hope you find hope you find the two year old. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Okay. All right, Robert. We're glad that you called in. If you have a question for Doctor Major, it's an all pet day show here today. Our number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We only have a about 15 more minutes in our show. So if you want to call in like Mitch from Starkville, we'd love for you to be part of the show. Mitch, thanks for calling into Creature Comforts. You're on the air. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, I've got about a 30-pound dog. It's a rescue dog, Mitch Green. And it's, it had a trouble with an ingrown dew claw on one of its front feet. Yes. We took care of that, but it has licked right in on the front side of its paw, and we can't stop it to the point it's raw. It stays raw. Okay. What What have you tried as far as medication? The, I can't think of the name of it. My wife got his, the bitter apple. Right. And tried that. The vet said that. And it seems to, it lasted for about one day. Yes. And then he seemed to like that. The right. Have it overrode the, the bitterness. Yes. Okay. So I really don't know if we we need to go to a, like an Elizabethan collar or for a while to try to have it. We need to try to get it to heal. That is certainly a possibility to use the Elizabethan collar. Uh, I used to re- not be real fond of them, but I tell you what, a lot of times that's the only way to control uh, a licking, uh, and even after surgery, for example. Now, the. Other things that may help uh, would be possibly a steroid injection or something else that you could use from the standpoint of the itching, which he may be, uh, just like the lady that called earlier, he may have created a uh, yeast-type infection around this because it's staying wet with him licking. Are the other nails okay? Yes. Okay, there's no, no sign of any problem there. And this has become a habit. Uh, yes. And to wrap it or something like that, I don't know that that would help. He probably would take the wrap off. Uh, I believe I would try the collar for a while, see if that helps, and talk to your vet about something to treat it with that would help maybe to get this to heal uh, while, you, while you've got him with the Elizabethan collar. I okay. think that's a good suggestion that you had. That that might help, okay? Okay. Take care, Mitch. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Mitch. Thanks for calling in. Hey, we forgot to give you the answer to our trivia. I know you've just been hanging on, waiting for that. Uh, what percentage of households in the U.S. are pet owners? It was 68%. Lots of folks have pets, don't they, Dr. Major? That's correct. Um, we're going to take our last break for the hour. It's an all-pet day Dr. Major's here taking your calls, and here's something to think about during this break. Over half the dogs competing in the American Kennel Club Agility Championships, oh, I love to watch that on TV, are considered seniors over the age of center, seven. But can you guess the age of the oldest dog competing? We'll have the answer after the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio.
Can't get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. We're back on Creature Comforts. I'm Liz Gill with Dr. Troy Major. If you've missed any of this show, remember you can listen to it as a podcast. You can listen to it online at mpbonline.org. You can listen on the MPB Public Media app, or you can just tune in Saturdays at 6 a.m. Now, before the break, we said that the 2019 National Agility Championship presented by the American Kennel Club, over half the competitors will be seniors, which is considered over the age of seven. Could you guess what the age of the oldest dog in the competition was? Dr. Major said 12, but it was 13 and a half. Stormy, a Shetland sheepdog. All right, let's go to uh, Patricia in Pelahatchie. We're so glad that you're part of Creature Comforts today. Patricia, you're on the air. Go ahead. Good morning. Thank you so much. You all do such a good service for uh, all of us pet owners. Um, I just have a comment about the dogs uh, that fight. Um, if you have ready at all times a water gun filled with water, pretty heavily uh, concentrated with lemon, and when they even look like they're going to bristle and fight, you just spray a little bit of that in their face. And they get conditioned not to fight. Now, I don't, I've not done this myself. My friend told me that that's what they do. And of course, lemon juice would not hurt them, uh, but they don't like citrus. Okay. Thank you. Very good. We appreciate that. I was wondering what lavender would do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, them. I, probably so. <laughs> well, let's do an experiment on that. Listen, thank you for your call. Okay. Thank appreciate you. that. Bye bye. Well, see, now I'm thinking, I see lots of people in the neighborhood sometimes walking with uh, walking sticks that they also use to uh, fight off dogs. But I'm wondering about uh, open carry in Mississippi. If you carried a water gun around, you'd probably have to make sure it was pink or something so you wouldn't get into trouble with that. Because this is not the legal show, so I don't know about open carry. Let's go to Justin in Jackson. You're on Creature Comforts. Thanks for calling in today, Justin. Go ahead. Thank you for having me. Um, I have a slightly senior dog. His name is Biscuit. Uh, we think he's Eskimo and maybe some German Shepherd mixed in. But we've seen some slight signs of him slowing down. So I'm concerned about his joint health, uh, muscular health, uh, energy levels. And I was wondering some, some tips or suggestions you have in trying to improve his condition and making it at very best. Okay, is is this dog overweight? No. No. Good. Uh, good. Very I get good. ideal every time I get him checked out. Very good. Uh, that is one of the bigger problems is a lot of the dogs go get older, uh, is added weight from not exercising, et cetera. Uh, certainly some of the joint-type products would help. Uh, you may be using glucosamine, uh, chondroitin-type uh, treats. Those work well in some cases. Uh and there are others uh, that work as well also. Uh, but, you know, it sounds like he's in pretty good shape, except for the fact he is getting older. 
Uh, sometimes we do revert to some of the non-steroidal uh, drugs such as Remedil, uh, Carprofen, uh, when when we're seeing problems. But I'd like to see you use uh, a probably a treat type thing of uh, uh, glucosamine, chondroitin, and usually uh, your vitamins, uh, fish oil, this sort of thing. There is a food that's available that is called, I believe, JD uh, for joint uh, diet. And certainly that might be a, a plus for this dog. Sounds like you're taking real good care of Biscuit, and uh, uh, those are some things that I would think of that you could do. Okay? Uh, yes, sir. And, and do you know the JD uh, food? Are you aware if it's any grain-free versions? Because he's quite allergic to any grain. We'd have to check that out. I'll be honest with you. I haven't checked that, but certainly you could check that out. Sir, uh, thank okay. you. Okay. Take care. Thanks a lot. Take care. You're welcome. All right, Justin, we're so glad that you were on the air with us. Now we're going to go to Harry in Pascagoula. Thanks for calling in to Creature Comforts. Harry, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, so I was at a dog park the other day, and I saw this new type of dog muzzle, like nothing I've ever seen before. It looks like a a croc sandal, you know. It's like a rubber, soft, and it's not a metal muzzle, and uh I have searched everywhere online to try to find these uh, rubber uh, dog muzzles, and I can't find them anywhere. I was wondering if you knew any of what the name brand was, or have you seen them? They're like the Croc uh, sandals that people wear, but they've made it into a dog muzzle. And I have a rescued shepherd that was chained up in a drug dealer's yard that the cops let me take, and I'm... But he's uh, great with humans. He's just terrible with other dogs. Right. You know, I think he was being right. fed as a bait dog or something. But anyway, we've got him now, and I was wanting to get one of those rubber. I'm not going to use one of the metal uh, muzzles. Right. You have to kind of do, do a search. I will do that and say something next week if I can find it. Uh, I have not seen those, so but it has holes kind of like a croc would have. Right, it's and, made from the same material that they make the Croc sandals. It looks well, like a Croc sandal, but it it was on a dog, and uh, I just wonder. So so, and the dog didn't mind wearing it, and it just seems so much different than any, yes. any other muzzle I had ever seen. I thought right. it was cool. well, I, I, if you see that person again, uh, that would be where I would go see what they did. They may have actually made that themselves. I don't All know. Right. Well, I was up in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, okay. So okay. I, when I saw it, so I, I'm not going to be able to see those. Well, books. if any listeners hear that and know what what you're talking about, uh, I will also search and see if I can find that particular muzzle. Well, okay. and Harry, if you're an internet searcher, uh, go ahead and shoot us an email. Our email is animals at mpbonline.org. If we get any information about that, we can get back to you. Okay, Harry? Thanks, son. Y'all have a good weekend. All right, thanks. Thank We're going to take our last call. Let's go to William in Oxford. William, thanks for calling in to Creature Comforts. Go ahead. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, I have a six-year-old uh, purebred border collie. Um, it's a male who in the past six months has started to change his eating habits. Mainly he would uh, eat his dog food two times a day very quickly, and now he's starting to do it where he'll pick some up in his mouth and drop it on the ground and started eating slowly. 
And we took him to the vet to see if he had any jaw issues, teeth issues, things like that. And he came out clean, but he's still doing it. I just wondered if you had any ideas of why that might be happening. What type of food are you feeding him? Um, It's hard food. Okay. Good question. And you did exactly what I would have suggested, taking him have his teeth checked out. That A lot of times uh, when an animal is dropping food, it would be because of their jaw or their teeth. And, you know, at six years old, he should have a pretty good mouth, I would hope. Um, Mm -hmm. Do this for me, uh, for him. Let's do one of two things. Let's try a comparable canned food, in other words, similar to what you're feeding. Or actually uh, use warm water and wet the uh, dry food that you're using. Should not cause any diarrhea or anything like that. But pick a canned food that's comparable as far as makeup uh, to what you're feeding. Let's see how that does. But okay. uh, it's a little strange. Uh, I have my. I always talk about my big dog and. She's got me trained now where I have to just about stand there to get her started eating. I can leave once she starts, but I have to tell her several times to start eating. The mm-hmm. first bite she takes, though, she'll turn around and look at me and drop about four or five pellets on the floor, I think just to aggravate me. She'll eat, <laughs> she'll, she'll eat those later. But uh, yes. do try that and see what happens, okay? Okay, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, Bye-bye. William. Yeah, I have a friend, and uh, her dog expects special supper. <laughs> and so she takes the dog food, puts it in the microwave, waits one second, opens the microwave door, pulls it out, and then sets it down, and the dog's then good to eat. That's good. <laughs> well, we have about 30 seconds left. Um, uh, what's our? What can folks do if their, kid, if their dogs might be having some thunder issues? Was there some other right. medications you might... Suggest they talk with their vet about? Right. Actually, some of the dogs respond well if you know. And, of course, here we don't know exactly when a thunderstorm is coming. Right. It could be any day just about. But uh, some of the mild tranquilizers help. Uh, There's one called Ace Promazine, which is generic pretty well. And it can help if you know something is happening. And certainly, like, for New Year's, uh, Fourth of July, that works pretty well because... You know, what do you have? A week just about of fireworks and stuff <laughs> on either side. Uh, some of the dogs really have to have something a little bit different. Uh, the generic Prozac uh, works well. All right. For a lot. And uh, that's not terribly expensive and certainly can uh, help in some cases. Well, thank you so much. I've enjoyed this so much, Dr. Major. We'll have to kick Lily, uh, 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 Libby and Kevin out uh, more frequently so you and I can have a little chat. Creature Comforts is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio. To hear today's show or previous shows, go to mpbonline.org. Thanks to Michelle McAdoo and Jay White. I'm Liz Gill for Dr. Troy Major. Up next is AutoCorrect with me and Allison Walker. But we hope you'll turn in next Thursday at 9 a.m., Saturdays at 6 for Creature Comforts.